get off the wild Atlantic way and into the Atlantic Ocean. Today's podcast takes you to one of the seven wonders of Ireland. Today's podcast is sponsored by WiFiCandy.ie because traveling is sweeter when you're connected. Personal Wi-Fi devices with easy pickup at Dublin Airport or delivery to your first accommodation and postage paid envelope included for easy return. Use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations at checkout to save 10% and stay connected in Ireland with Wi-Fi Candy. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Traveling in Ireland podcast. We are back in an interview chat format again today, and I am so excited to introduce you to Irene Hamilton, who is the owner of Scattery Island Tours. Now, Scattery Island is probably someplace you haven't heard of. I know that I mentioned it a few episodes back when I was talking about the Seven Wonders of Ireland. It was one of the places on that list. But it's a place that a lot of people haven't heard of, even though it is right off that wild Atlantic way, not terribly far from some of those really well-known sites like the Cliffs of Moher and Bunratty Castle. So, Irene, thank you so much for joining me today so we can share a little bit more about this amazing site that you have such a connection to. Oh, hi, Jody, and thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to be able to talk to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Scattery Island? Like I said, it's someplace that a lot of people probably haven't heard anything about, but it's someplace that maybe they need to think about adding to their itinerary. Absolutely. Uh, Scattery is a beautiful monastic site, a small little island just 170 acres, located two kilometers off the coast of Clare and the town of Kilrush. It's lesser known, I suppose, because it, it hadn't a daily ferry service to it um, up to when we launched the service there three years ago. My my father was born on Scattery Island, so when I was a child, I, I grew up out in the Currocks fishing with him, and we used to go to the island and have our lunches there. Um, the history of the island is very significant. It was the home to to the Shannon River pilot. So my own dad grew up on that island as a boy, and then he became a river pilot himself. So he used to take the large ships up the Shannon Estuary to Oin, to Foynes and to Limerick and Ohanish. Um, so I've always believed that it's a special island. Um, I don't think, and actually in fact I know, that there isn't an island like Scattery on the west coast of Ireland because of the wealth of sites that's on it. So within this island, it's 170 acres, you have this beautiful 5th century monastic site. And within that site, you have five churches, a cathedral, a magnificent round tower. And this round tower is one, one of the only two in Ireland that has the door at the ground floor level. And and what's very special about this round tower is that it predates 
Clonmac Noise. So, you know, most of your listeners will understand the significance of Clonmac Noise in terms of the monastic history in Ireland, but the tower on Scattery actually predates Clonmac Noise. And Scattery has links, many links, not just monastic, but has links with the with the Vikings, uh, with the Spanish Armada. He said St. Benin himself was there, and he either has links with Brian Baru. So it has a very strong history, and the reason for that is because of its location just at the mouth of the Shannon Estuary on the Wild Atlantic Way. For years, the main mode of transport was boat. So when these explorers or those invading would come to Ireland, they would arrive by boat up to the Shannon Estuary, and the first island that they came to was Scattery. So anyone that controlled Scattery controlled access to Ireland, essentially. Aside from the lovely monastic settlement that, that you have there, you, you also have a mid-1800s Napoleonic artillery battery. Uh, and it's a beautiful uh, blockhouse structure with a D-shaped moat. Um, and from this, you've got these amazing panoramic views right up and down the Shannon Estuary, right up to Loop Head, out towards Loop Head and, and up towards um, Money Point and Calimer and really lovely views. You also have a lovely working lighthouse um, on the island. So there's a array of things to look at for, for people who have all types of interests, not just the monastic and, and the cultural interests. But I think what truly makes the island very special is the fact that the island is now uninhabited. uninhabited. So the last of those islanders left in the mid-1970s. So you can spend three hours uh, walking around an uninhabited island in absolute peace and tranquility as you soak up this wonderful array of monuments and historic sites. And, you know, in today Today's busy world, there are very few places that you can go and experience that kind of peace and tranquility. You just, you don't want to take your phone out of your pocket. You know, you're just absorbing that, that lovely special sense of, of quietness that, that you get there. So, yeah, it really is a, a, a snapshot into the, the dimension of the Irish, the Irish uh, history landscape as such. And it, it, uh, it has um, uh, an array of sites all within a very comfortable walking distance of each other. The thing I think that really attracted us to Scattery is that, number one, it is very private. You you run the only ferry service out to Scattery. You go two or three times a day, if I'm not mistaken. And that's really the, the only way out and the only way back, unless you have your own private boat, which visitors to Ireland aren't going to have. So... So you're you're going out to this island and and you really just are out there with the people who have come out on the boat with you. So it's not a large number of people over this yeah, over the island. The island is, is an area of, of conservation um, and, and, you know, large mass tourism, it, it, it's, it's just not opened up to that. We, you know, the type of visitors that we take to the island are people who, who can appreciate the, both the peace and tranquility and then the richness of its heritage. Uh, so numbers are managed. Um, at any one time, no more than 30 people can go on a walking tour around the monastic site. So when you arrive to Scattery, you get, you're met by the local tour guide, you're taken off on this guided walking tour and you're told all about the very rich history and they go in small groups groups of 30 days it's comfortable and everybody gets to hear properly and so if the ferry goes out with more than 30 on it we split the groups up and 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 we ensure that we're protecting the area as as we go so yeah numbers are limited and they'll always be limited because you know as i said this is an area of conservation um and one that needs to be protected for future generations because of of, of its significance in terms of ireland's history so the i know that when we did the tour like you said we were met by the guide it is an opw heritage 
Heritage site. So it's an OPW guide and they are just incredibly knowledgeable. But then you have time after that guided tour to wander the island on your own. And that's when you can wander over to the uh, artillery battery and you can see the lighthouse and and follow those pathways that are out there just a little bit more on your own and take in those incredible views. But it's just, oh my gosh, it's so peaceful and so relaxing. Unlike any place else that you're going to really visit on the mainland. I mean, it's it's incredibly unlike even visiting the Aran Islands, which see hundreds and thousands of people a day during the season. You're just not going to get that on Scattery. You're not because, as I said, it, it's managed. And I think, you know, to, to overpopulate it with, with tourist numbers would from the experience that those that do get a ticket and manage to go enjoy. And, you know, that walk, as you say, like from one end of the island to the other, it's only 170 acres. That lovely walk along the shoreline over to the artillery battery and the lighthouse takes about 20 minutes right along the shoreline. You're walking in the path of saints and scholars and, and you're feeling the history of the place because you know the the monuments and the and the the, the sites that you see on it. They they're not all you know manufactured and 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 rebuilt to be showcased. They they give a real essence of of time as it passed. You know, so the cottages there in the old street where my dad lived as well. Those are quite uh, worn down. There, you know, some of the roofs are gone, and and that really brings you back. It gives you a sense of depth and age and history. Whereas the cottages at the pier are beautifully maintained and represented so that visitors can see how they actually were uh, during the day. And, and and like that, the monastic ruins are meticulously maintained by the Office of Public Works. And the guides there are extremely passionate. They love the island. They're they're very passionate about what they do. And they really do give a guided to, uh, an excellent guided tour. And, and it's the one feedback that's consistent. If you look on, on TripAdvisor, where actually the island ranks as number two on the top things to do in County Clare behind the Crystal Mover, you'll see five-star rating after five-star rating on, on those guides and the quality of the, the tour that they give. And then to have that hour and a half on your own to wander around, break away from the group and just spend time enjoying the view and the peace out there is, is something very special. And people often say that, you know, when you leave the island, you take a piece of that tranquility with you just because, you know, you've had that time there. Um, you do, yeah. You might, you probably felt that yourself. <laughs> you have that that feeling of peace, especially if you've had hectic day of driving or you've come from the Cliffs of Moher, which were incredibly busy. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, it really is a feeling of peace. One thing I think that you do incredibly well, uh, a lot of people have a tendency to skip sites that maybe are a bit more remote when they're traveling with children, just because they think my child's going to get bored after a bit. They're going to cause uh, a disturbance in the group of a lot of people who are really there for the history. And I think that what you've done really well is that you have made this really interactive for children. You have an activity map that the kids take out. So if they're maybe getting bored with the talking, they have this activity map they can work on. They can follow along on this map. They can, can do a bit of seek and find and and things like that that really makes it nice for smaller children who may have a shorter attention span. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, after the first season uh, running the service, we found that we had a lot of families that were saying to us, look, what will I do out there with my children? And, and you know, in, in an age, I think a digital age, in an age of screens, 
sometimes people forget that, you know, 20 years ago, you didn't actually need anything other than the open air and green fields to have fun. And so what we tried to do was create something that, you know, we could present them at the ticket office, like this little treasure trail map that would both engage the children, but also educate them. You know, so on the back, we talk about the various wildlife that's there and this little colouring map that they can colour on the boat. We give them the markers on the boat. And then when they get there, it's a little treasure trail map. So they walk around and they find all the things. And, and that keeps them occupied. But you know what the funny thing is? What I find from talking to parents when uh, they come back in is actually they, the children, once they get out there, they, the map is, is secondary. They just get completely engrossed in being in the outdoors and exploring and on the shoreline looking for shells or skinning stones. They're time on a number and we always tease them. They'll come back in and their pockets are full of shells or, you know, little crabs that they found, like, a, you know, a dead baby crab or something. And they're delighted with themselves. And, you know, you'd say, well, how'd you know what the map is? Yeah, the map is. Yeah, but look, look what I found, you know. And it's just lovely to see children embracing the outdoors. Scattery is such a safe playground for kids. You know, you're breathing in fresh air. You're out in the estuary. And I think that's another consideration just on the island. The travel time or the distance or as you transit to the island, you're within the Shannon estuary. You know, a lot of the time we get people in that will say, oh, look, I'd love to go to the island, but I'm just a bit nervous because I had a difficult crossing to another island. And a lot of the islands in in, in Ireland are, are off the coastline. And, and sometimes, depending on the weather, that can make the journey a little challenging. But this island is located within the Shannon estuary. So our conditions for sailing are so much better. And, and in the main, you know, our crossings are quite short, 10 minutes, once we get through the lovely lock gates at the marina. And they're very stable. You know, our vessel is a catamaran, twin hull. So she's very steady when you're traveling. So that as well, I think, helps give confidence or, or give comfort to, to families with children when, when they're bringing them across the island that the, the, the sailing is just short and it is very stable in the main, you know? I, I have to agree with that. My youngest, who was, I think, 12 when we were there this past summer, has motion sickness on boats and she had no problems, absolutely none, on this crossing. So, you know, that, that was really nice. Now, you mentioned Kilrush Marina. So for people who are traveling the Wild Atlantic Way, if they have c- crossed on the Shannon ferries from Kilimer and Tarbert, they are very, very close. They will actually pass through Kilrush as they make their way up the coast or down the coast, depending on where you are, between the ferry and the Cliffs of Moore. So they're actually right, you're right there along their along their route already. It's very easy to add this this trip into your day. Very easy. And and I think, you know, Kilrush is, is a beautiful market town, a waterside town, has a strong maritime history. Um, and again, just not as well known as other sites for for um for, for the again the, the attractions that are there. Kilrush is just uh, nine kilometers from the car ferry when you arrive to Kalima. The, the road will take you, if you choose to take the Wild Atlantic Way Road, the road will take you directly into Kilrush. And Kilrush Marina is down at the end of this wonderful wide street. It's actually one of the widest streets in Ireland. And you have this lovely view right down the middle of the street, and there's the marina down at the end of it. And our ferry departs from the marina, and as I said, it's a lock-gated system because the Shannon Estuary is, is, is a tidal area with a tidal range of about 5 metres, 5.4 metres exactly. So we go out through the lock gates, and that takes us about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, we enter, the inner gates close, the outer open, and off we go onto the smooth waters of the Shannon Estuary. So that in itself, the transit out or the journey out is a lovely experience just to go through those lock gates. And your services run May through September, so you're not running in the the winter season when things can 
obviously get colder, the the waters get a little bit choppier maybe, and and the season really just probably doesn't doesn't give you the the tourist numbers to run. Is that is that the main reason or? Since since you 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 visited us, we we extended the season this year to the end of October, and then we got another couple of group bookings for November. So you know the interest is there, and um, I suppose I made the decision at the end of this season to, to retain the skipper. So we're now extending our service out, and while we won't run the daily service during the winter months, we'll certainly be open for group bookings, and then we hope to put the daily service back on again then from either St Patrick's Day or the 1st of April and then it would run yeah it would run right through then to to the um, hopefully the end of October so every year because I said this is just our third season every year we're trying to build the season and, and we're very lucky because you know the, the numbers are growing the island is is, 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 is proving very successful with, with guests and um, and we can we can afford to extend the season out it's, it's like any new business you know you, you just have to build it as you go so we're very excited about that that, that we have a longer season from from next year and certainly gives us great opportunity to welcome people on board at an earlier stage and, and later in the season as well. Oh, that is wonderful. I love to hear that. Now, in addition to running the Scattery Island tours, you actually do a few other things. I know that you have uh, two Scattery Island experiences, the two, two to two and a half hour tour, which is kind of your out and back and it gives you time to tour the monastic site and get across the island and then you have a longer experience available as well right we do we have our great island experience and that allows a five-hour dwell time on the uh, on the island itself. So for that, you go out, you have your guided walking tour for one hour, um, and and then after that, we as part of that um, Great Island experience, we provide you with a picnic. So we present the picnic in this lovely cooler bag with a strap, crossbody strap, so you can carry it comfortably. It keeps your 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 picnic fresh as you walk around. And then you have uh, at your leisure after your tour, you can enjoy a picnic shoreside with uh, locally produced bread and all locally sourced ingredients from the potter's hand. We take the sandwich, we wrap it up in brown paper, we tie it with a string so you're getting a real island experience when you open up your sandwich and you sit shoreside to eat it. And then after that, you have um, time then, as I said, you go over to the artillery battery in the lighthouse, but you get a second tour there. This time it's an audio tour and you download that. You can listen through the uh, through your earphones and your phone and it's, it's downloaded from the, the website as you walk around and that takes about 40 minutes um, over that site. But the real beauty of the longer stay time or the longer dwell time on the island is it allows you to walk the entire circumference of the island at your leisure. So if you're someone that enjoys the outdoors, uh, fresh air, good views, it takes about two hours to walk around the entire circumference of the island. And it really is lovely, something to do at your leisure and um, and a nice way to spend the four to five hours out out on the island. So that is the great island experience, yeah. And then you also offer a Shannon River cruise. We do. We do a Shannon River cruise. We, that's we, there are two elements to this. We have a Shannon River cruise that we do um, with the passenger service that goes to the island. So that's with a larger vessel. Um, and that would take you out onto the estuary for between two and three hours, depending on the um, on the, um, the the day, because the, the, the times vary depending on the tides. Uh, and with that, we give you a history of the island from the boat. And then we take you across the estuary to the Kerry coastline. We, we go to the coinciding artillery battery that 
it's on Carrig Island, so you can look at that, um, up past Carrigagonal Castle, um, back around by the lovely wind farm there at Money Point. And, and actually, you know, you wouldn't realise how impressive it is just to be so close and right up underneath these wind farms in their grand scale. Um, and then we travel down along the Clare Coast, uh, past the picturesque village of Kappa, and back into Kilrush again. So that generally takes about two hours and, and showcases a lovely stretch of the Shannon Estuary. And then we have a, a second product where we can do smaller, more bespoke tours um, on a separate cruiser, a private cruiser. And uh, and those days then, or those trips can be can be tailored and built bespoke to whatever our guests' needs are. Uh, and they can include a range of activities on the estuary, a trip which would include a trip to Scattery and a private guided tour on the island, some dolphin watching on the estuary, a cruise up to the Kerry coastline where you have the magnificent Bramore Cliffs, um, or an option to go into the lovely fishing village of Carragaholt where you can have your dining experience there in the Long Dock, the wonderful Long Dock. I'm sure you've probably visited that as well. It's amazing. It is beautiful. That's, you know, I, I love how as the area is becoming more well-known that you're able to build and cater your business to the needs of the tourists. And I have to say that our experience with you was just outstanding from the ride to the tours. It was just, I mean, it was just so relaxed and we never felt like we were rushed or we had to hurry or or anything. It was just it was just a really nice experience. Oh, I'm so pleased. Thank you. We were so glad to have you on board. It was lovely to have you visit and uh, I'm so glad that you enjoyed the trip. It really was. Uh, it was lovely to have you there. When I end my conversations, I always like to ask for three places that you think people should add to their Ireland itinerary. And these can be places that are near to you or further away. But if somebody were to ask you, what else should we see while we're in Ireland, where would you send them? You'll need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations. So I'm excited to partner with irishcarrentals.com to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Be sure to use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save an extra 10%. Now, here come those recommended destinations. Russian scattery. Um, I recommend a visit to Loophead. Uh, it's beautiful there. The Kilty Cliffs and Loophead are just stunning and equally as nice, if not nicer, than the Cliffs of Moher, personally speaking, now. Out beyond that, again, you have the Bridges of Ross. They're a very unique site to go to and well worth a trip. And, and these are the special little parts of the West Coast that, you know, aren't aren't well, uh, sorry, aren't over busy uh, in terms of tourists, but offer uh, a fantastic visitor experience. So th- those would be my two on the Clare side to complement your scattery and Kilrush visit. And then on the East Coast, um, the little town of Carlingford in County Love is just beautiful. It is so picturesque. I was saying to somebody the other day, if if ever I was to be enticed away from what, the beauty of West Clare, Carlingford would probably be the one place that would entice me away. It is absolutely charming. And, you know, from there, there's a new uh, car ferry service that operates between uh, Green Ore and, and across to um, Greencastle. And you have this magnificent area. You're looking at the Mountains of Mourne uh, and, and you've got Carlingford Town and the bay, it's 
just stunning. So you can cross over then and go into Kilkeel and the mountains and more and actually have had a day in, in Carlingford. So again, for me, it's a gem. It's an area that, that you know, isn't a known well enough, but it is absolutely charming and breathtakingly beautiful, particularly that car ferry passage across. Really well worth doing. Yes. that And that's I think, is another one of those places. Now, so this is along your east coast, maybe, as you're driving from Dublin to uh, Belfast. Carlingford is one hour from Dublin and, and one hour from Belfast, literally. So if you were, you know, driving, if you flew into Belfast and you were coming down to Dublin or vice versa, go for that scenic route, that coastal route. It's beautiful. And, and many people just get, they'll put on the set nav and they'll get swept away with going down the motorway. But actually take the take that coastal route and take the ferry across. As I said, it's only one hour to, to uh, Greencastle where the ferry departs from. The car ferry itself takes 20 minutes to come across and then you're into Carlingford and you're an hour down the road to Dublin and you've already enhanced your visitor experience instead of taking the motorway straight down. That is an excellent tip. I love that one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Irene, I so want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today about Scattery Island. It is really such, oh my gosh, such a terrific spot to add, especially if you are cruising up and down that wild Atlantic way. And if you need tips, Scattery Island is actually included in my free Southwest Sampler itinerary to help you plan that trip to that great Southwest part of Ireland and then up toward the Cliffs of Moher into County Clare. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me on. I really love chatting to you and to your listeners. Uh, it's been a pleasure and we look forward to welcoming them on board when they visit Ireland at some stage. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Traveling in Ireland podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. As always, I welcome your comments and questions. You can email me directly, Jody at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. And until next time, Slangafol. Thank you.